Where are you putting her up? Dean asks Moses. Miss Thomas will get the treehouse. A treehouse? Azure's folded hands pressed against her left chest right along with Dean's focus. That sounds incredible. Moses gestures up the path. Right this way, then. She starts to follow him, but pauses to ask Dean, I guess I'll see you around this evening? These were the first words she's spoken directly to him, and they seem like an invite. Innocent? Maybe. But he's pretty sure he should stick to seeing her in daylight only, for the sake of her little travel magazine. Talking in the moonlight leads to kissing in the moonlight, which leads to all kinds of dirty, awesome trouble. His stalled reaction forces Azure's grin to tighten until her teeth are showing. If you're not surfing tonight, I mean, whatever fits your schedule, she says, barely getting her last word out before running out of air. She looks past Dean, towards the door to his burr, as if she's getting familiar with the territory. Whenever you can give me a little one-on-one -on -one time, just let me know. Jury just came in. Avoid her. One-on-one -on -one is going to be trouble, especially with all that hope under her breath and cool girl openness. Dean's shoulders fall as he takes a step back up his stairs. It's a small island, he says. We're bound to bump into each other at some point. Her humble smile lingers, clearly confused by his aloof tone. She nods and follows Moses up the path. Dean ignores the dark look coming from Lennox and sits back down, gathering the cards scattered on the deck. I'm gonna grab a cold one and catch the end of the Grand Prix, Lennox says, chewing firm on his gum. He shakes his head at Dean, but doesn't comment on his rudeness before walking away. Dean stares at the heavily worn cards in his hand, wondering how he'd never noticed all the hearts and cherubs before. Lennox shouldn't be upset that Dean acted casually with Azure. He should be thankful. Dean knows that if he'd acted the opposite, his coach might have staged an early intervention to keep the train on the tracks. Dean was just being proactive. He looks at Garrett, the last man standing as usual, and waits for his judgment. She's very... Garrett's lack of words says it all. Beautiful, Dean says, sounding defeated. Under all that facial hair, Garrett's flushed face agrees. Yes, and not into surfing. Which is kind of cool. And kind of deja vu. Dean's posture stiffens up a bit. She's nothing like Abby. Garrett backs off, putting his hands up. Hopefully true. This one can probably spell. Dean flips him off with a laugh and motions towards the chessboard on the table behind them. Yup for that tiebreaker? Now I'm going to head back to the shack and call home. See how Sonia's first day at Girl Scouts camp went. I'm sure Gail was more nervous than she was. Dean pities his best friend's homesickness more than he could ever wallow in his own. Just thinking about Garrett's three adorable kids and lovely wife makes him wonder how he does it. A life so separated from their routine isn't ideal, and each year it seems to get harder to watch him miss those seemingly insignificant daily moments. Dean drags his feet up the stairs and stands just inside the empty cabin, debating between a nap or a book. Lennox's bags are still piled on the bed near the back window. Luckily, the man's a ghost as a roommate. Through the window, Dean catches a glimpse of the burr that's set high around a cluster of trees. There's a flash of yellow dress moving through the treehouse, drawing him closer to his window screen. He watches her put a dress on a hanger, then pause in the middle of the room. 
His spying is interrupted by the clearing of a throat as Moses walks down the path. Moses nods and smiles as he passes, though they both know he'd been caught.